Name something people take with them to the beach. Turkey. The, f <laughs> the first thing you buy in a supermarket. Uh, turkey. <laughs> a food often stuffed. Turkey. <laughs> Prisoners is a thriller drama film released in 2013 and directed by Danny Villeneuve. Prisoners tells the story of Keller Dover, a man who takes matters into his own hands after the disappearance of his daughter. The movie is available on Netflix. Please consider watching this film before joining us for the discussion portion of the show. Spoiler alerts are ahead. On Thanksgiving, Keller Dover phones the police after the disappearance of his daughter Anna and her friend Joy, last seen playing near an RV. Detective Loki responds to the call and is given a tip of the same vehicle. Alex, the man in the RV, is arrested, but is then released to his Aunt Holly, after no evidence of the girls are found. Angered by this, Keller drives to the police station and assaults Alex. Later that night, Keller kidnaps Alex, takes him to a building, where he is tortured for information regarding the girls. Looking for leads, Loki goes to the home of a local pedophile who happens to be a priest. There, he finds a corpse where the priest admits that he killed him after confessing to killing several children. At a vigil for the girls, Loki sees a mysterious man. He pursues him, but the man gets away. Eventually finding the identity of the mysterious man as Bob Taylor, he arrests Bob and finds maze drawings all over his walls, as well as children's clothing inside crates. He has Anna and Joy's family's identify of the clothing belonged to them. When they confirm it, an irate Loki assaults Bob. During the scuffle, Bob is able to take a cop's firearm and kills himself. Now without leads, Loki makes a mess out of his workstation. As he looks down, he notices a picture of a necklace with a maze similar to the one in Bob's walls. One evening, Keller goes to Holly's home to learn more about Alex. Afterwards, Keller continues to go to the building to torture Alex, unaware that Loki has been tailing him. It is then seen that Anna and Joy are still alive, with Joy escaping their kidnapper. At the hospital, Keller asks Joy of Anna's whereabouts to which Joy replies that he was there. Realizing that Holly was the kidnapper, he flees the hospital. Thinking that Keller is headed to the building, Loki goes there, but instead of finding Keller, he finds a brutally beaten Alex. At Holly's home, Keller confronts her, but she pulls a gun on him, forces him to drink a substance, and imprisons him in a pit. Heading to Holly's home to inform her that Alex has been found, Loki looks around the house and sees a picture of Holly with her husband. Loki is shocked to see that in the picture, Holly's husband is wearing a necklace with a maze, revealing that the corpse in the priest's home was him, and together he and Holly kidnapped children, among them being Alex and Bob when they were young. Loki finds Holly about to give Anna an injection, to which a shootout ensues. Loki shoots and kills Holly, but is shot as well. He makes it to the hospital in time for him and Anna to make a recovery. The film ends with Loki back at Holly's home. As he surveys the crime scene near the pit Keller is in, he can hear a whistle off into the distance as the end credits roll. You know, this episode is going to come out during Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is a time to be thankful, and I am thankful for each and every one of you listening today. 
Much love to all of you. This is a very lengthy film, so if we don't get started right now, we'll be here for two fucking hours. It ain't <laughs> down for that. Yep. What do you say, brother? Let's do it. So let's do it, man. So welcome, everybody, to episode number 42. 42. Of Beer in a Movie with the Weast Side Boys. We're your hosts. Fantastic as always. I'm Ticket the Dominator. And I'm Danny. Holy shit, brother. Prisoners. Mm-hmm. This was a movie that we've been thinking of doing since season one. Yeah, right before, huh? Yeah, and we were, I remember, bro, we watched the movie and we were just like, damn, this one is a little too complex for us to do right now. Yeah. Because we still didn't have a format. We didn't have any of that. And it's a good thing we waited because even now, bro, I have a lengthy set of notes for this one, dude. Because <laughs> there's so much to get to. Uh, for the plot points, I left out quite a few things, but I thought I'd save it for the discussion portion of it. Yeah, best. Right? And I am one thirsty motherfucker, brother, so please let them know what we're drinking for tonight. And let's not waste any time because we'll be here forever. <laughs> let them know, brother. Tonight we are drinking an ale from Ghostfish Brewing Company called Lunar Harvest. It is a pumpkin ale. I have no idea how it tastes. I just saw it. Yeah, because uh, pumpkin pie, you know. Ooh, it smells like it smells like pumpkin pie. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get a swig right here for the Goodman brother. Bottoms up. Cheers. Ah, uh, I don't know, man. Hmm. <laughs> I don't mind it. It tastes like pumpkin pie. Yeah. I know you're not a huge fan of pumpkin pie. I I am not. The reason why is I used to like pumpkin pie a lot, but one time mm. when I uh. I used to ride my bike to work, dude, just to mm -hmm. get extra exercise. Yeah. Uh, I ran out of protein powder because I used to take my shake before uh -huh. I would go out. And I didn't have anything to eat or anything for the mm -hmm. ride. And I had pumpkin pie <laughs> <laughs> just sitting there. And yeah, just riding my bike going uphill with pumpkin pie. Nah, fuck. <laughs> I wasn't fucking with that anymore. Yeah. Eh, so I'm not too fond of pumpkin pie. This beer, ugh, I don't know. Hmm. Maybe it'll grow on me. No. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of got a weird aftertaste. Yeah, it does, man. But uh, if you ponder off uh, ranking, brother, for this beer, we'll give the shout out of the week, right? Mm -hmm. And our shout out of the week. And you know, brother, I am a huge, huge Jake Gyllenhaal fan. Mm -hmm. I I think Jake Gyllenhaal would be in my top 10. Really? Yeah, dude. I Jake Gyllenhaal is one of my favorites, bro. Everything mm. I've seen him in has been fucking great. Did you see that Prince of Persia movie? Not yet. Is it good? No, I don't know. I heard it was like a, it's based off a video game, right? I think that was like a stinker that he did, but oh, I never seen it? it. So, well, maybe his performance was good. <laughs> yeah, maybe. You know? All right. But the reason I say this is because there's one person out there that's a massive, massive Jake Gyllenhaal fan. And that is the shout out of the week. And that goes out to Lexi Jackson. Bottoms up, Lexi. Cheers. Cheers. <clears throat> uh, this beer's trash. Um, Bottoms up to you. Shout out an additional shout out to the good brother Nick Herman. They are an item. Thank you guys so much for being a listener. And uh, somewhere out there, Lexi's grandmother. I hope she's not watching the strange thing about the Johnsons <laughs> on repeat. <laughs> oh, yeah. So if you guys checked out the Perfect Blue episode, you'll know what I'm talking about. But to Lexi and to Nick, thank you guys so much. Here's a a swig for the Goodman right here. Cheers. Bottoms up. Hmm. If you don't mind, brother, let me go first, yeah, mm -hmm. to rank this shit beer. Go for it. Uh, yeah, I'm not too fond of, yeah, I'm not too <laughs> fond of pumpkin pie. Uh, this tastes just like pumpkin pie. And then a liquidized version of pumpkin pie? Nah, not a fan. Fucking one star out of five. Fuck this, dog. Okay. Uh, don't buy this ever again, please. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just saw this because I remember 
you were trying to find a a Thanksgiving themed beer, and I thought yeah. I saw this and I just picked it. It looked interesting, you know, but never judge a book by its cover, right? Yeah. This beer, it does taste like pumpkin pie. You can definitely smell it. It, but it for me, it has a weird aftertaste. Is what kind yeah. of kills it? It me kind too. of kind of has like an aftertaste of like toothpaste. I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe I just brushed my teeth or something. But <laughs> um, as long as you don't have orange juice afterwards, dude. Ugh, oh, yeah, it's kind of like that. So for this beer, I'm gonna give it a two out of five. It's All right. not terrible, but I I wouldn't buy it again. Well, after I drink this can, bro, we got some Carta Blancas in the fridge. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> we'll be drinking that probably afterwards. Yeah. Much better beer. <laughs> yeah. Let's uh, take another swig for the good man so we can get done with this fucking can, brother. <laughs> Cheers. Bottoms up. All right. So let me get into my introduction of prisoners, brother. All right. So probably who's out there that know me. And if we talk about movies, you guys know that Incendies or Insandies, right? Fuck. That's episode three, bro. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, you guys know how much I love that movie. So, uh, Insandies is the first uh, film I ever saw that Danny Villeneuve ever made. So after that, I said I need to check out more of this guy's uh, uh, like films and stuff mm. like that, right? And yeah, Prisoners came. I believe I saw a different one after. I'll talk about that one later in the later works for Danny Villeneuve. I saw a grip of his shit. I've seen pretty much all of his movies. And then I saw this one, dude, and I said, I was fucking floored, man. Uh, off the bat, man, we'll get into that, but, like, cinematography-wise, this movie is fucking gorgeous, man. Yeah. It's such a fucking beautifully shot movie. And I just, I absolutely loved it, man. And, I, and I'll and i bring this up again. I know I've brought it up many times, but I had a failed YouTube channel, and this movie was going to be on there. So if we don't do the review of the films that I wanted to do on the YouTube channel, then I'm just it's gonna be an empty feeling if I don't. Yeah. So I'm glad we we got this one. Uh, we're gonna get this one covered. Mm-hmm. And one more thing, brother, before you get an intro to your your intro to this film, mm-hmm. is that on YouTube, if you guys are ever bored and need like time to kill, go on YouTube and check out uh, Watch Mojo. It is a list of, you fucking name it, like anything. They make thousands and thousands of videos of anything. I stumbled upon a video of theirs that was the most underrated films of the 2000s. And Prisoners was number one. And I remember being so fucking happy about it. I was like, all right, cool. Like, these guys know what the fuck they're talking about. (laughs) Yeah, because I don't think Prisoners gets the credit it deserves, man. This is a fucking amazing film, man. Yeah. Yeah, so what's your introduction to this, brother? Or do, have you seen it before? No, What's I haven't that? seen it before, but I was always aware of this movie. It came out, what, 2013? Yes. I I don't know what got into my head, but I had a completely different idea of what this movie was supposed to be. I For whatever reason, I thought it was going to be kind of like a, a, the prestige-type movie. I don't mm. know why, but um, I made up the story in my head, I guess, and then <laughs> we finally sat down and watched it here. And I was like, holy shit, that is completely off of what I thought it was. (laughs) Because I don't really like to read plot summaries of movies that I haven't seen. So I I always go in blind, usually. Uh, But yeah, this one surprised me. It definitely wasn't what I was expecting. Yeah. So let's get into the premise of this film, bro. And it is that a man, he takes matters into his own hands when he finds out that, or he realizes, I should say, that his daughter has been kidnapped. So it's a daughter and a friend, like a family friend, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah, there's just so many like, oh man, I just can't like, holy shit. Because there's there's a thing about this film that, because the name of it is Prisoners, 
And all these characters are prisoners in their own way mm -hmm. that we'll get into a lot later. And it's that one thing is what, how far would you be willing to go for your kids? Right. I am a father. I would do whatever the, like this movie right here is like my biggest fear when my boy was like very small, you know? Yeah. Nowadays, my boy's pretty big. He can, you fuck shit up if you wanted to, you know? <laughs> yeah. But yes, man. So let's get into the characters, brother. And we're going to start off with the main character, Keller Dover, played by Jack, no, Hugh Jackman. <laughs> yep. Bro, I always fuck that up, dude. What? Hugh Jackman. I was about to say Jack Human. Jack. It's Hugh Jackman. <laughs> Maybe because he uh, plays the Wolverine and he's a jacked human. <laughs> oh, there we go, brother. <laughs> Thank you for saving me on that one, brother. <laughs> And then we're going to get into, like, their family, basically. They have... He has a wife, uh, the most fucking useless character in this fucking movie, mm -hmm. named... Uh, what is her name? Her name is Grace, mm -hmm. played by Maria Bello. All right? And then they have two kids. They have a son named Ralph and a daughter named Anna, who is one of the ones that gets kidnapped. Then we're going to go to the Birch family, and that is Franklin... Played by whoop that trick motherfucker himself, Terrence Howard. Good old Terrence Howard. Yeah. I have some things to say about Terrence Howard in this movie, man. Okay. I'll wait till like the ending and shit like that. Mm. And then we'll go with his wife, Nancy, who is played by Viola Davis. Yeah. Viola Davis is a great actress, man. Mm -hmm. uh, I think I've said it before on this podcast that tear for tear, Viola Davis is the best at crying. Yeah. She is fucking amazing. She always... Her crying scenes in every movie I've ever seen her in mm -hmm. always look effortless. And it's uh, she brings so much emotion, man. Mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of Viola Davis. She is fucking amazing. Uh, they have a daughter. Uh, her name is Joy. She is the second girl that gets kidnapped with Anna. Those are some of the characters right there. And then we're going to get to Alex, played by Paul Dano. And I thought Paul Dano did a fucking great job in this, man. Yeah. Yes. And then we're going to get to his aunt named Holly, played by Melissa Leo. Those are all the characters right there. Anything else to say, brother, before we go into this intense and very layered plot of a movie that is Prisoners? No, I think I'm ready to just jump right in, dude. All right. One speak for the good man. Let's get right into it, brother. Bottoms up. Cheers. Ah, fuck. All right. Let's do this shit. All right, so the film begins with Keller and his son, Ralph. They are shooting a deer. They're hunting. Fuck. Beautifully shot. Holy shit. How fucking gorgeous this looks, man. Yeah. I believe the cinematographer was Roger Deakins. If you're not familiar with him, please do yourself a favor and check out all his work. Uh, the Assassination by the, James, uh, by the Coward, Robert Ford. That's uh, a long fucking name of the movie. You get, <laughs> I think you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, check yeah. out that movie and then, and then tell me what's up. All right. Uh, basically, what Keller is doing is he's telling Ralph that uh, you need to be prepared for the worst. And uh, there's going to be a time where some bullshit's going to happen and you need to be the man to handle your shit. Mm -hmm. Right. This is basically a characteristic for Keller to bring out that he is uh, like, 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 I don't want to say survivalist, but he is. But he's also really self-reliant. Mm -hmm. Thank you, brother. That's that's kind of like what I was kind of mm. saying shit yeah. like that. So we'll go to the next scene where you see a random RV driving around and the street passes by Keller's truck, mm -hmm. which by the way, on Keller's truck, you do see that he's kind of like, uh, he works for his business is that he's kind of like a handyman, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So like that, he passes by Keller's truck. So you know this RV's not that far away. 
All right. And I did mention this movie takes place during Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. This is why we chose this one for our Thanksgiving episode. So this is the introduction to the Birch family. We mentioned Franklin and Nancy. All right. Viola Davis and uh, Terrence Howard whooped that trick, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) I just got to say something real quick, brother. Okay. Um, I know like these are completely different characters and shit like that. Uh-huh. But whenever I see Terrence Howard, I think of him as DJ in fucking Hustle and Flow. All right. I don't know if I've ever seen that movie. I know oh, that I've heard okay. of it, but I don't know if I've ever actually watched it. Okay, because he's like a a pimp from Memphis and okay. shit like that, and he's he get he can get pretty intense. Mm-hmm. And then you see him here as a fucking wimp, and it's like mm, you I know? think I've seen him as a wimp in a lot of things. But Crash? Uh, Do you think he was a little wimpy in Crash? Remember the movie Crash? Oh yeah, the uh, the other one, right? Yes, I think he, yeah, he was, wasn't he? A little, he was a bit wimpy. I haven't seen that movie since two thousand four. Yeah, it's so. been a minute. Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry to ramble off and all, mm-hmm. but anyways, all right, Thanksgiving with the Birch family, all right. So we see Anna and you see the Birch family's daughter Joy, one of them. They are playing near an RV, and this is where uh, Ralph uh, is telling them, like, "Hey, get the fuck off the RV. There's somebody in there." Right, we let her find out that is Paul Dano's character that we'll get into a little shortly. Mm. Um, when they go back to the house, Anna asks her mom, "He's like, hey, can Joy come over?" And she's like, "Oh, for what?" And she's like, "I want her to help me look for my red whistle." Yeah, right. And that comes into play much later into the film. So let's remember that everyone a red whistle. All right. So Keller he ends up asking Ralph eventually uh, after some time has passed on. He's like, where are your sisters? You know, I, I, and then Ralph's like, oh, I don't know. Or like, uh, they're like, I thought they were with you or whatever the fuck, you know? Mm. And then this is where they find out that they've been missing. Yeah. And shit like that. So, uh, fuck, I already, I already said this earlier. This is the greatest fear for a parent is when you cannot find your kid, man. Yeah. And I was going to say, I like the, the progression of it because it starts off, it's like, huh, that's kind of weird. Let's go check, and then as they progressively search, you can you can kind of feel the panic growing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I thought that was really well done, like progressively, huh? Mm-hmm, yeah, I, I thought they did it very well. It it was maybe a little more of a slow burn for it, mm-hmm. but I thought it was like beautifully done. Yeah, in my opinion, I thought it was man. pretty realistic. Yes, and then so Keller he ends up like calling the the police mm-hmm. for that, and then the one who gets the call for this is Detective Loki, played by Jake Gyllenhaal. And we need to remember that this is Thanksgiving, all right? So Loki is by himself at a diner, which is implying that he doesn't really have much going on. Yeah. He should be with his family. No, Mm. he's eating alone at a diner, all right? He responds, and he's told that he has a description of the same RV that Anna and Joy were playing at. So he ends up finding this RV, and the RV fucking takes off. Yeah. So off the back, dude, you're like, okay, this motherfucker is the one. This motherfucker is <laughs> the one. It has to be him, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So like the the RV drives off and fucking crashes immediately. Mm-hmm. And this is the introduction to Alex, played by Paul Dano. And off the bat, man, I don't want to be that person that says like, oh, this motherfucker is the one, <laughs> because Alex does not look like he's all up there. Yeah. Do you have any impressions of Alex, brother, before we go a little further? Mm, Just that he is very strange, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. He was the one driving the RV, right? And once it crashed, he, like, hid? Yeah. And, yeah, he was just very strange. Yeah, once he's interrogated, though, uh, because they they ask him, like, Loki asks him questions. It's like, like, where are they, Alex? Like, Mm -hmm. where are they? 
Because you know these are the girls. These are the same girls that was taken by him. Yeah. At least we think so. Mm-hmm. And then he he just doesn't say shit. This is the introduction of Holly now because his uh, his aunt Holly is the one that comes in and take him. Yeah. Basically, you mm-hmm. know. Um, she does say that Alex like sleeps inside the RV every yeah. once in a while mm-hmm. and shit like that. And then whenever they talk about like Holly, she says that her husband is not around. She had left five years ago and he never came back. Yeah. So let's remember that the husband never came back and it's been over five years mm-hmm. to this shit like that. So let's fast forward a little bit now. So like now in this RV, there's no evidence of the girls. So because there's no evidence, they have no choice, but they have to fucking let go of Alex. Yep. Right? Which is a fucked up thing because when you see this movie, you see, all right, this motherfucker took it. We saw the RV. The girls were playing near it. You saw someone inside. This guy took off and crashed immediately. Hey, this motherfucker has to be the one. Yeah. And the one thing that I that that made me laugh about this though is that when they were like searching for clues inside, mm-hmm. right? They were saying, like, oh, the the RV's clean. And they're like, oh, I mean, it's filthy as shit, but it's clean. <laughs> yeah, I was going to bring that up, too. That's great. Yeah, that was a great one-liner. By the way, the gentleman that says that in the movie, I believe his name is Richard in the mm-hmm. movie. Uh, he's actually in the show Ozark. I know oh, I brought okay. it up. I know I brought it up in the podcast before. Have you seen Ozark, bro? No, but that's on one of my two watch lists. Yeah, please so. go out and really check it out, bro. This mm-hmm. is one of the most amazing fucking shows I've ever seen on Netflix, man. Yeah. All right, so going forward, brother, um, one thing that I want to bring up that Keller says is that the girls might be missing because they, you heard them talking about the whistle earlier on. Yeah. And they said, oh, they maybe, maybe they left perhaps because they were looking for that red whistle and shit like that. All right. Mm-hmm. So let's keep that in there. Let's keep that whistle in there. Okay. Cause it does come into effect later on. Keep that whistle right? whistling. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So Loki then, uh, after he questions Alex, it's revealed that Alex's IQ is that of a, of a 10 year old. Mm-hmm. Right. And Keller he wants Alex to stay in custody, but they can only keep him in custody for 48 hours. Yeah. Right? So that is some fucked up shit. He even says to Loki, whatever rules there are, you got to break it a little bit. But it's like, <laughs> it's like, listen, dude, like, I understand that it's really fucked up and right. it's your daughter and shit. Mm-hmm. But then if anybody hears about this shit, any fucking parent is going to be, well, you got to break a rule for me now. You know? Yeah. So it's not exactly fair for Loki to be breaking rules just for you man yeah i mean and they don't have any evidence on him he mm-hmm. comes out clean he there's nothing other than the initial suspicion so they they can't hold him past mm-hmm. the 48 hours yeah so going forward brother so loki doesn't really have any leads besides uh the rv right and mm. it came out clean although it's filthy as shit like i mentioned mm, yeah so loki goes and he goes around to the local pedophiles yes right and he goes to a priest he he knocks on the door and then he sees that he the, this motherfucker's like knocked out. Yeah. Turns out he's just passed out from drinking. Yeah, he's drunk as shit. Yeah, and then while he while he sees it, he fucking goes into the like he just knocks down. Excuse me, brother. Ah, oh, fuck, dude. I smell the pumpkin on that. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's horrible shit. Man. Yeah. Okay, sorry about that. Mm. All right, so he he like fucking like knocks down the door basically. Yeah. To fucking enter himself in. He realizes that he's fucking passed out from drinking and shit. He even calls him a fucking drunk. <laughs> but I can't say shit. I got some beers on me, dude. Yeah, well, at least right? you don't pass out on the floor like a fucking <laughs> <I know>. deadbeat. <laughs> so to me, this was like a little like, well, what the fuck? Because like he ends up looking at a refrigerator, dude. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, why did he look at the refrigerator? Yeah. things, And well, then even moved it. Well, because the plug, right? Mm-hmm. There was like a plug oddly going behind the refrigerator mm-hmm. that wasn't for the refrigerator, right? 
And this scene is actually comes into play much later on, which I'll bring up later. But yeah, he notices something strange that he he kind of dismisses it, but then he's like, no, wait. And that's when he moves the fridge and finds out that there's a whole other room, right? Yeah, like a secret door. Mm-hmm. This secret door uh, leads to a corpse. Yeah. Uh, you don't, you might see it. It's like blinking, you missed it, but they might do a little bit of a zoom. Mm-hmm. But this corpse has a necklace yep. with a maze on it. So let's fucking remember that as well. Like I mentioned, this is a deeply layered film. Yep. All right. So then he he wakes up the fucking priest, the pedophile, right? Yeah. And he says, like, what? Can you explain this shit to me? Yeah. And then this is where the priest says, well, he made a confession to me. He he admitted to me that he killed sixteen children. Yeah. But let's back up, bro. Mm-hmm. Right? Because it's like, what the fuck? You are a local pedophile. Yeah, I know. I I thought like. I thought it was strange because I um, was pretty sure that the reason why he goes to this guy's house because he's a pedophile. But then I kind of forgot because the priest does say like, oh, I, I locked this guy in here because he says he killed 16 kids. It's like, dude, you're a fucking pedophile. Mm-hmm. Like, is that where you draw the line? Like killing kids? I mean, I obviously it's it's worse to kill kids, but mm. it's like you're both pieces of shit. Like, is he like a honorable pedophile? What the fuck? What the fuck is that? <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, that, that was to me was so confusing. It's like. You are a piece of shit, and mm-hmm. then you just. And then here's another thing: if you're a priest, right? Yeah. And like the someone comes up to you for a confession, uh-huh. like you're not allowed to say shit anymore, though, are you? No, I won't. I mean, I mean, by law, you fucking have to. You like go yeah, in there. I'm you know? pretty sure it's not. Uh, it falls under if somebody comes in and confesses that they they murdered somebody, they can tell the police. Right. I mean, right. there's no like privilege there. I don't think. Yeah. And this piece of shit didn't. He decided to take matters to his own hands and keep him down there. Yeah, which in I mean, secret room. I I'm a fan of that because that guy suffered. Like, what a piece of shit. There we go. They he left him there to pretty much starve to death, tied to a chair. So fuck that guy. Yeah. But also fuck this priest for being a creep too, right? Fuck this priest, bro. <laughs> but yeah, I guess. Bullshit, man. Yeah, whatever. To so go forward now, Alex ends up being released after the 48 hours. Keller, he's out looking for Anna. Like, he's out in the woods with uh, Franklin and Ralph. Mm-hmm. And then gets a phone call saying, well, Keller, uh, excuse me, uh, Alex is about to get released to where he fucking takes off, man. He fucking bolts it, man. Right? You see at the, when he's being, when Alex is being released with Holly. Yeah. See uh, Keller just fucking, like, show up and he's driving his truck all crazy mm-hmm. and fucking assaults Alex, man. Yeah. And here's one thing right here is that when he fucking... Gets him on the ground, and he Alex says they didn't cry until I left them. Mm-hmm. What the fuck, dog? Mm-hmm. So we're already led to believe that this motherfucker driving the RV, the same RV where the kids were dry, uh, playing at, yeah, and fucking took off and crashed the RV. This motherfucker's the one. Mm. Yeah, there's no evidence, bro. Like, what the fuck? He's definitely involved, right? Yeah, definitely. He he's playing dumb with the cops, but then he says that shit to Keller. It's like this guy. Is a piece of shit somehow, mm-hmm. some way. Mm-hmm. We just don't know yet. Yeah. So then, because of this, Keller gets brought into like uh, the office with Loki and is like uh, like the main guy that like Loki has to report to. Yeah, like the captain or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And he and the captain even tells him like, "Hey, man, I we're gonna pretend like this never happened, <laughs> yeah. right? Because I can understand what you're going through and shit like that, mm-hmm. right? But eventually, when they when they release Alex and he's back home. Uh, Keller gets a call from Loki saying 
like, oh, yeah, we had to let him go because of this, this, and this, blah, 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 whatever, mm -hmm. to he hangs up the phone on him, yeah. right? And he says, fuck this. I'm taking matters into my own hands. Yep. Like, I cannot fucking deal with this shit, right? And this is, like, to the point where I said, ah, oh, give me a fucking break now because now when he takes matters into his own hands, he goes to his wife and she's grieving. She's, like, on the bed mm -hmm. and says, oh, here, like, and gives her some pills and shit. Yeah. You know, and then basically the entire fucking movie, you don't really fucking see the wife played by Maria Bello doing fucking anything. Her name is Grace. <laughs> she is so fucking useless in this fucking story, bro. Oh, man, you're pretty heated. I am, dude, because uh, I'll explain later what I think. Uh, I mean, who the fuck am I to say? Mm. How could this be better and shit like that? Yeah. Oh, but we'll get into that. Just some little things and shit like that. But yeah, she she gets a pill. And she's pretty much bedridden, dude. Yeah. She doesn't go out and fucking help to go look for her daughter. It's like, bitch, go out and find your fucking daughter. Help, like, go with your family and fucking do something. Contribute, you piece of shit. Don't just fucking stay there. Yeah, people grieve in mysterious ways, right, I guess. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I agree with you. She's pretty worthless. Yeah. So let's fast forward now. When I say the Keller goes and takes matters into his own hands, I fucking mean it, man. Because we go to the next scene where Alex is walking his dog, dude. Yeah. Uh, Again, we do not mean to be making movies with dogs that are being fucking like tortured any fucking way. Uh -huh. But you see Alex, he's walking his dog and he starts like hanging it basically yeah, by he, its leash. Yeah. And it's right there. That's a clue that, you know, this guy, there's something up with this guy. Mm -hmm. He ain't right. There's one thing I forgot to say, bro, is that when they were having Thanksgiving dinner, mm -hmm. you can hear Anna and Joy. They were doing like uh, Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell, like the Batman smells yeah, yeah. fucking jingle. And when Alex is walking his dog, he is saying the same fucking jingle that the girls were singing. Yep. So now you know, okay, this motherfucker is involved. Yeah. Way, uh, way too early for Christmas songs already. Yeah. <laughs> right, dude? <laughs> Unless you work in retail. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. And then Keller, Keller overhears the same jingle that he's singing, and he pulls a gun on him, and he says, where, what the, where'd you hear that from? Yep. Right? It has to be him. Mm -hmm. So what ends up happening is Keller takes... Alex to a building. I don't recall on the top of my head if this is like a like something he owns, the, or they or they or because like he works for like like a renovating business maybe. No, it's like a dilapidated apartment building, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? And uh, Terrence Howard's character, what's his name? Franklin. Franklin. He when well, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but they mentioned the fact that uh, Keller used to live there. Mm, okay. Okay. Mm. Makes sense now. Yeah. Because the next scene, he takes Franklin to the building yep. where Alex is being tortured and shit like mm -hmm. that. Uh, like, immediately when you see him, you see that he's, like, tied to something. Yeah. And he has tape around his mouth and shit. Mm -hmm. He's got some bruising, so already, Keller's already fucking smacked him cute, uh, a couple times and shit like that. Yeah. All right? So then we're going to get into another scene, bro, where this is where Loki goes to, like, a random lady's uh, home. Right, this random because like Loki was looking at a computer and he's looking at uh, like children that have been kidnapped. Because mm -hmm. let's remember, he went to the pedophile's home where he found the corpse and said, "Oh, he killed sixteen children." Yeah. So now he's gonna kind of look into some of the children that went missing. Perhaps they could be linked. Yep. To this, right? To where he finds a woman who says her son Barry was uh, had been disappearing and got taken into an RV. Yep. But Fuck. Similar circumstances. Sir, yeah, exactly, brother. We we need to remember the name Barry. Mm -hmm. Okay? Let's remember the name Barry. All right? So we get to the next thing where Keller is back at the building, and he's 
beating the absolute dog shit out of Alex, man. Uh, dude, I have the Blu-ray mm-hmm. of this of this film, right? Yeah. So if you look at the extras, man, if you want to borrow, bro, I'll let you borrow it, okay? Mm-hmm. But there is this very scene right here. There's a scene where he's beating the shit out of Alex. Franklin is right there next to him, and he has a hammer, right? Oh, Keller, yeah, yeah. Keller has the hammer, and he starts hitting the mm-hmm. fucking the sink with it. Yeah. That was not to be supposed to be part of the, the scene. Yeah. So uh, in the extras, Hugh Jackman says that uh, he had been taking many, many takes to do this, and he just couldn't get it right. Uh-huh. And he truly felt like, oh, what the fuck is wrong with the last one? I thought I nailed it. And Danny Villeneuve told him, you need to be more intense. And so he fucking broke the sink with the hammer. He improvised it, and that's the scene they got for this one. Nice. Yeah, man. It is a fucking intense scene, man. Yeah. I fucking loved it, man. It was mm-hmm. good shit right there. Mm-hmm. And while this is going on, bro, like you can see like in the back, Franklin is fucking crying. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dude, you're such a bitch, dog. Like you're a wimp. <laughs> Your daughter is missing. This guy looks okay, yeah. Easy for me to say in hindsight as a mm-hmm. viewer and shit like that. But it's like, dude, do you not care about your fucking daughter? Obviously, you fucking do. Why are you fucking crying? Yeah. And the thing is that I forgot to mention about Franklin is that he was kind of tricked mm-hmm. to get into this building by Keller, right? Yeah. Yeah. He he gets him in his truck, right? And he's like, did you bring a spare change of clothes? Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, I did. Which is kind of a weird request, right? He's like wondering why. And then Keller drives him to this abandoned apartment. And it's actually Franklin who says, didn't you used to live here? Mm-hmm. And that's when Keller's like, yeah, but I need to show you something. Yeah, they're beating the shit out of Alex, right? Mm-hmm. Or at least Keller is, right? Yeah, yeah. And right here, it already looks pretty bad. Uh-huh. And it gets even like way crazier later on. We'll get yep. into that a little shortly. The next scene, man, we go to a vigil. There's a vigil of the girls, right? Which it's already, already fucking depressing. It's like you're already giving up on it. Yeah. You know, you're already having a fucking vigil. Well, I mean, they do have vigils like that because they're like, it's not necessarily saying that they're dead. They're mm-hmm. just They're just there to parade that they get found. Oh, uh, okay. Okay, fair enough, brother. Yeah. Uh, Loki's there, and he sees a suspicious guy, played by fuck, dude. David does Malky, and I hope I'm not uh, butchering his last name, mm. right? But, dude, I, I know you guys have seen him somewhere. He was in The Dark Knight. He has a very distinct face, man. Who was he in The Dark Knight? Uh, he, he played the guy that shot uh, Gordon, I believe. That they think they shot Gordon. Like, remember, he was one of the Jokers, like, henchmen? Oh, fuck. He was Polka Dot Man in the, one of those, like, m- movies. Oh. Do you know what I'm talking about? I'm blanking on it right now, brother. I don't know. But, okay, but he has a very distinct face. Yeah. Where you just know this motherfucker's it. Like, <laughs> this guy ain't right. right? That boy ain't right. He, he's very suspicious looking, man. To a point where Loki suspects that it's like what the fuck is this guy doing here because he's like he's looking at this like teddy bear Mm -hmm. that got left there maybe he left it there we don't really know well this is good police work by loki Mm -hmm. right because Mm -hmm. they they use stuff like this because a lot of these the people that are creepy and like commit these crimes they always go back to the Mm -hmm. scene of the crime so they always kind of like either videotape or they scope out to see who's actually there and that's where he hones in on this guy so loki's not there for the vigil He's there to see if anybody's acting weird, and he, he spots this guy. Yeah, and then he pursues him. Yep. Uh, he almost gets him. He, they, dude, he, he fucking does like a kung lao fucking <laughs> thing, right? He just jumps out of the top and fucking yeah. kicks him and then gets away. Yep. Right? To the next scene, the next day, uh, Alex's dog leash is found by Loki. Mm-hmm. 
which now it's like, holy shit, now the main suspect, at least one of the suspects, is now missing, and he was assaulted by Keller, mm-hmm. which he thinks it's bullshit because uh, he tells, like, the captain, he's like, didn't you have surveillance on this motherfucker? Yeah. And he's like, well, like, there's no evidence that he did it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what the fuck you want me to do? He's like, I, you could have called me. I would have been outside yeah. the whole time waiting. And if you notice, brother, I think, yeah, you did, but you brought it to my attention. Is that while all this is going on, Loki starts getting this like tick. Hmm. His like eye starts flinching and shit. Yeah, he like blinks really hard. Uh huh. This is again in the extras that uh, Jake Gyllenhaal brought this on himself on the character because he wants this tick thing he does with his eye hmm. to make it seem that he's so engrossed in this uh, in this police thing, right? That yeah. he just all he wants is to get Anna, right? Yeah. Because one thing I forgot to mention was that. The useless mother fucking told him, <laughs> he's like, oh, you've done, you've, you've, uh, like pretty much every case that you've got, you've, you've, you've solved the case, right? Uh-huh. And he says, he doesn't say yes, but he's just like, kind of like, yeah, mm. you know? And he, I, I'm pretty sure he wants to keep that reputation of a, of a perfect record, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, no, so yeah, let's put things in perspective now. So now that the person, the main suspect is missing. He's got to believe that it was Keller that was behind this. Mm-hmm. There's no other person. Like, what? who else would be fucking taking this guy? Yeah. Right? So next scene, he goes to the store now, which I don't really know why he went to the store. But he goes to the store and a girl there uh, is there. And Loki asks him, like, have you seen this fucking guy? Mm-hmm. To, uh, which is the suspicious man that was at the vigil. And says, oh, yeah, this motherfucker comes here all the time. He's always looking at kids' clothing. Yeah, and shit like that. So he says, "If you ever see, if you ever see him, please call me." Right? By this time, like, there's already a description, no? Of, uh, or am I going a little too far, brother? No, you're right. They, yeah. uh, the news report. I think uh, mm-hmm. Franklin's watching the news, and they show that uh, police sketch, and it looks just like him. Oh, okay. So this is why he goes to the store, right? She calls the description. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Okay. There we go. That makes more sense now. Mm-hmm. Uh, next scene, brother Franklin, fucking admits to Nancy, his wife, about keeping Alex at this fucking apartment. Yeah. What a puss! Yeah, what a <laughs> fucking bitch, dude. Fucking DJ from from uh, Hustle and Flow would call him out on this, dude. If he saw his own character and shit <laughs> oh, like man. that. But this, dude, this is the scene, dude. Where holy shit, bro! The makeup department in this was fucking amazing because by this time Keller has been beating the shit and torturing out of Alex, dude. Mm. So Nancy shows up. Alex is still tied up. And he goes, uh, she goes up to him and takes off this, like, hood that he has over his face. Mm. And fuck, dude, he looks beaten to dog shit, bro. Yeah. The makeup department in this, man, get yourself a raise. That was, he looked fucking brutally beaten, dude. Yeah, you know what? Uh, when I was watching this scene, his face was all fucked up, but they're beating on him. Mm-hmm. I was gonna send you that clip from Reservoir Dogs mm-hmm. from uh, Chris Penn mm-hmm. when he's like, "Who's this guy? Why are you beating on him?" Mm. And what he say? He says, uh, "You beat on this prick long enough, he'll admit that he started the Chicago fucking fire, but that don't <laughs> necessarily make it so." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what I was Dude. thinking the whole time. Well, that was Keller's fucking idea, yeah, right? I know, right? Just- yeah. Beat the the fucking truth out of him. Yeah, right. right? But Alex, he's he's he stands his ground. He doesn't really say much, dude. Mm-hmm. Right. But the, uh, dude, this part fucking pissed me off, bro. Because like Nancy fucking unties him, dude. Yep. 
And then fucking like, of course, he's going to want to fucking like take off. So he breaks a shard of glass mm-hmm. and holds it, which, by the way, why wasn't Keller or Franklin right there? It's like you don't leave your wife next to this potential fucking person that kidnapped these two kids. Well, I guess they thought that she's kind of meek. Like they didn't think she was going to untie him. Mm-hmm. Right. And I mean, she unties him. Right. And mm-hmm. then he lashes out and he slashes Keller. But I don't think he actually cuts him. Right. Yeah. He, he, he just grazes him a little uh-huh. bit. Yeah, and then when Keller grabs a hold of his arm, mm. he has no choice but to kind of squeeze the shard glass. Yeah. So then his hand starts bleeding even more. Yeah. Oof, fucking gruesome shit right there, man. But then Keller even asks, he's like, you untied him? He's like, why <laughs> the fuck would you untie him? Yeah. Like, I was thinking the same fucking thing. Mm. For this shit now, Keller builds this, like, tiny room, though. Yeah. With, like, barely any sunlight. He even says, like, there's no... There's hardly any space for him to sit down or anything. Yeah. And then he even makes this, like, uh, like the water come out. It mm-hmm. either comes out hot as fuck, boiling, or it comes out cold. Just like my, my, just like my shower. Only two <laughs> settings, either boiling hot or ice cold. Yeah, but if you turn it fucking, like, <laughs> half an inch to the other way, it's fucking, like, just yeah. right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Which is fucking brutal, dude. There's a scene where he even turns on the boiling hot water. And it's like, oh my goodness, like this fucking guy, dude. Yeah. He's he's truthfully being tortured. Man. Mm-hmm. But yes, man. Uh let's get now to the scene where the suspect, right? Yeah. The mysterious man. He's now he, you can see this piece of shit because they follow him. That he sneaks into Franklin's home, dude. Yeah. Right? And it doesn't stop there. Then he goes to the Dover home, dude. Mm-hmm. And let's remember, dude, Grace, the useless mom. Your favorite character? She, she's just laying there, not doing shit. And she hears like a noise and then goes into Anna's room and sees that the window is open to which she calls Loki, mm-hmm. right? Loki comes in here and then she starts explaining everything that happened and then it pans over to all the pills that she's taking, Yeah, right? So Loki knows that she's taking pills that she isn't really maybe to take truthfully, mm-hmm. but she even tells, like, tells Loki, hey, aren't you going to write any of this shit down? Mm-hmm. To where Loki writes down a window was open or some shit like that, <laughs> right? She then shows the basement of their home where you see that Keller's like basement. He's very like prepared for like any disaster yeah, he's, or any. Yeah. yeah, he's got everything. He's definitely a prepper. He's got food, batteries. He's mm-hmm. got like a reloading station for bullets. Yes. Yeah, so he's prepared for everything, right? Mm-hmm. And then she, Loki even asks like, hey, where is he, by the way? And the the useless mother says, well, I thought he, he was with you out, out looking for Anna. Mm. So then this is where Loki starts connecting the dots. He goes, fuck, he has never been with us the entire time. Yep. To this is where he says, fuck, Keller has to be the one now that has Alex. Mm. Right? So now we get to, man, this scene, oh my goodness. This scene was so fucking beautifully shot, bro. It's a scene where uh, Loki starts tailing Keller because mm-hmm. he's now following him wherever the fuck he goes. And he parks at a liquor store right next to the building mm-hmm. where he's torturing Alex. And there's this uh, fucking trash, a trash truck, right? <laughs> yeah. That starts honking at Loki yeah. where Loki's trying to tell him like, hey, fucker, like go around. Yeah. And he hears all the Keller is like walking towards the building. And he hears all this commotion mm-hmm. and he notices Loki's car. To where Loki has to park in another area. So this one whole scene, bro, where Keller... No, you see Loki looking at Keller entering the liquor store. And he comes right back out and he crosses the street. And he tells him, why the fuck are you following me? Yeah. 
and he tells them get the fuck in mm-hmm. and they start having this like whole conversation oh dude oh my goodness how fucking beautifully shot that scene was man mm-hmm. it is a fucking crime that, Re- that Roger Deakins did not win a fucking Oscar for the cinematography in this shit man mm-hmm. mm. This he ends up winning eventually like years later mm-hmm. for a different film mm-hmm. but it wasn't this one dude mm-hmm. and this is this movie dude is so fucking criminally underrated that this was the only thing I believe that was nominated for an Oscar was the cinematography of it. Huh. Yeah. I don't know if you knew that, brother. No, I don't Because no one gives a fuck about cinematography. Mm, yeah, fuck, I guess. I mean, I do, man. No one gives a fuck about sound mixing. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even I do, man. I, yeah. mean, I do, but when, like when I watch the Oscars and they're doing like the awards for that, uh-huh. it's like, oh, time to make a sandwich. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's one of those things where uh, it's very important, but it's kind of like... Uh, you don't really hear much about it unless it's bad. Mm-hmm. Like if it's good and are great, everybody's like, "Yeah, they just gelling." But if it's bad, then people complain. Yeah. So the next scene, bro. Oh, I'm sorry. Like we're we're not quite there yet because they have this conversation with Loki and uh, Keller, right? Mm-hmm. Where he says, uh, where Keller ends up saying, "Oh, I haven't had a drink in nine years." Mm-hmm. And I mean, if there's a reason to fucking drink, I mean, I'm not saying fucking drink, you know, for this shit, you know. <laughs> yeah. But he, he needs a, a stiff drink, dude. Yeah. He's going through a lot of stress. He's going through a lot of shit. Uh, Loki tells him, hey, I can't let you fucking drive, dude. I'll walk home. Right? He passes the fuck out, dude. All right? Next scene now is where uh, the scene I had just mentioned, actually, where Loki, no, excuse me, Keller, he starts torturing um, Alex mm-hmm. with the boiling hot water. Yeah. So where he tells him, like, he Alex tells him, he's like, I'm not Alex. He says, I'm not Alex. I just wanted to play. Yeah. Fuck, man. Like, when it all comes, when the puzzles all fit forward, man, then you'll see that he's not Alex. You'll you understand what it is. Mm-hmm. It's such a heartbreaking scene, dude. Yeah. Right? Uh, and this is where Loki actually goes into the fucking building. Because he had been telling Keller, right? Yep. He goes into the building and fucking Keller pretends to be drunk mm-hmm. and he gets found. Right? And it's like, holy shit, this is the first time I found someone that was drunk on the ground. Mm-hmm. And shit like that, like the fucking priest. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he even tells him, hey, can you uh, can you show me around? Do me a tour of this fucking place? Yeah. And it's a pretty intense scene. I'm pr- I am knew it didn't fool me as far as like, oh, they were going to find Alex right there. Yeah. I thought it would have been a little too fucking convenient, you know? Yeah. But then this is where he gets a phone call from the same girl at the at the store. And he tells Loki, he's like, hey, that fucking suspicious guy at the vigil, he's right here. Mm-hmm. I got his plate numbers just yeah. for you. They're super convenient. Yeah. So then this is where Loki goes to the mysterious man's house. And this is where we find out his name. And his name is Bob Taylor. Yep. He goes to his home. Inside the fucking house, he fucking finds a bunch of mazes on the wall, man. Yeah. And he finds crates. Uh, after he, like, handcuffs him and, like, smashes his fucking face. <laughs> He he. Okay, this is the right way to do it, right, bro? Mm-hmm. All right. So take notes for the people that watched the movie for Inside. You don't take your <laughs> fucking like right. You you keep the motherfucker in the police car whenever you need to like survey the scene and shit like that. So let's not get too uh, praise happy because they fuck up later too with this <laughs> yeah. guy. Yeah, they do, brother. But I will say one thing I did like about this scene is the awkward introduction when mm-hmm. he knocks on there. He's like, "Say, hey, been buying uh, clothes at that mart over there." He's mm-hmm. like, "Yeah." And they're just like, oh, okay. Uh, they said you were buying kids' clothes. And he's like, oh, I was in a hurry. <laughs> and they were like, uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> and then he tries to close the door, and that's where Loki goes in and beats the shit out of him. Yeah. It's good shit. Then he keeps him in the fucking car, yeah. as he should, yep. and sees that all these crates have locks on it mm-hmm. to where he goes and gets a crowbar and fucking opens them up, and every crate has, has children's clothing mm-hmm. covered in blood. Yep. And then when he picks it up, you see fucking snakes in there, bro. Yep. And I would be fucking just... Oh, I'd be fucking horrified by it. Jake Gyllenhaal's acting in this scene was fucking awesome, bro. Yeah. Uh, it was so good. And then he even, like, uh, he, he opens up all the fucking crates. All of them have snakes inside. And then at one point, the snakes are even crawling on his fucking feet. Yeah. On his shoes and shit like mm-hmm. that. He ends up finding, a like, a book filled with a bunch of maze drawings and shit yep. all over him and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So let's remember the maze drawings, okay? Because they do come into effect later into the film. Yeah. So now, since Loki has all the clothing uh, with all the blood in them, they take a lot of pictures, and now they get the Birch and the Keller uh, Keller's uh, family, the Dober family. Mm-hmm. They get them into uh, the room with them so that they can like uh, pretty much identify and confirm if these children, uh, these children clothing, belong to their kids, right? Yeah. To me, this was one of, if not the most heartbreaking scene because like Loki has a grip of fucking pictures, man. It's a big old fucking stack of pictures. Right. Mm -hmm. And he keeps showing these pictures that could potentially be their daughter's fucking clothes. Yep. And you're just hoping that for every picture, uh, he keeps saying, no, that's not her clothes. It's not her clothes to then they shows you a picture of a bloody sock with a bunny on it. And Hugh Jackman's acting on this was fuck was very it was done very well, man. Yeah. Just how you see his eyes start like um like tearing up and and then he confirms that yeah, that was Anna's sock with the the pink one with the with mm-hmm. a bunny on it. Yeah. Uh so fucking sad. To this now, uh now that it's confirmed that it's probably their kids and shit like that. Loki now goes to Bob, who is like in this room. Because he had been interrogated and shit mm-hmm, like that. Yeah. Bob is drawing all these fucking mazes. The same mazes that he had drawn all over his walls. Mm-hmm. Right? Where he ends up telling him, like, like fuck, dude. Like, was it you? And shit like that. He's like, you need to cut the bullshit. Yeah. Like, where the fuck are they? Mm-hmm. Loki fucking assaults him. Yep. And this is where the cops have to come in. These different cops come in. Uh-huh. And during this whole fucking scuffle, dude, Bob gets a hold of of a cop's firearm and fucking shoots himself, dude. Yeah, that's uh, pretty much worst case scenario. You mm-hmm. you don't want to have firearms in with a suspect. <laughs> mm-hmm. So now this is so fucking depressing now because this was like Loki's like number one or maybe not number one suspect, but like he had this was his fucking lead. Yeah, he knew he had to get something out of this motherfucker in order for him to know more. Yep. And now he doesn't have a fucking lead, man. Uh, to this now, Keller now goes and back to the building and starts torturing Alex. He puts on the fucking scalding hot fucking water to where Alex says that they are in the maze. Mm-hmm. In the fucking maze, man. Uh, to which Keller now goes to Holly's home. And they have this whole conversation, bro. And then looking back at it now, dude, it makes way more sense on a second viewing. Yeah. Because Holly says that back in the day, her and her husband used to go into the RV and spread the word of God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. No pun intended right there, brother. Shout out to the good brother, Josh Lassie. Oh, God. <laughs> Sister kick for you, my friend. I hope you're listening. But what the fuck? Dude? And then Holly even says that uh, Alex was adopted after their son had died of cancer. Yeah. 
Right. And then, bro, I got fucking like uh, the timeline got a little fucked up for me. I didn't really understand this part. I was a little confused that on Holly's uh, table, there was a newspaper of Bob dead. Yeah. And Keller sees it. And it's like, what the fuck? Like he, he reads it, but like they never had an interaction. So I am like, how did Keller even know about this guy? Yeah, I don't know. Well, that's a good point. Yeah. The only thing I would say is that maybe because like the description of Bob had been around. But by that time... Oh, wait, yeah, you're right. Because there is a part where earlier on when Franklin is going uh, with Keller to go torture mm-hmm. Alex, uh, Franklin says, he brings up the fact that he's the suspect, right? Like, why would he, why would the police be going after this guy if they don't think that he did it? Uh-huh. So oh, he was aware. But you're right, Keller, at this point, he's already just dismissed the police. Mm-hmm. He's, he's not really following in on their investigation. Yeah, and he's always, like, drunk, too, now. Yeah. He's been drinking and shit. Uh-huh. Um, all eyes for him really are, are on Alex, because at this point, like, he's well fucking convinced that it was Alex. Yeah, he's committed. Than... He's, like, yeah. so far deep that he doesn't want to be wrong mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah. And so now, like, since Bob is dead, dude, Loki has no leads. Uh, he makes a fucking mess out of his workstation, dude. Mm-hmm. He, like, slams his keyboards and shit like mm-hmm. that. And, fuck, it was fate, man, because once he looks down at the mess, he looks at a picture of the corpse. Yeah. Right? The corpse that that was in the priest's building. Yeah. Uh, excuse me, his house, right? Yeah. And he notices that the priest had a necklace with a maze on it. And it is the same maze that Bob had all over his fucking walls, man. Mm-hmm. So right now, bro, I have so many questions, bro. But at the same time, dude, I, I am... The suspense is killing me, bro. It's like, I need to know more. Mm-hmm. Like, these puzzles is slowly being, like, uh, being put together. But I'm just like, fuck, dude. Like, please, I need... Give me the answer now, dude. Like, I need to know what the fuck is going on, man. Already, like, two hours in. I know. Yeah, dude. <laughs> to where now Grace, the useless mother... Yes, I'm going to call her that every fucking time. <laughs> she gets a phone call, right? To where we end up finding out that Joy and Anna are still alive, man. And not only that, but Joy is in the hospital. Because Joy and Anna were trying to escape uh-huh. the kidnapper. And Joy somehow makes it out. So now Keller goes to the hospital. And like, dude, I understand, dude, that he just wants to know about the whereabouts of Anna. That's his daughter. But the poor little girl was drugged, dude. It's like maybe that may not have been a time to yeah. ask her. But I, I can I can I get it, bro. I get it. Yeah, I I kind of sympathize with him because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the uh Franklin and what was the wife's name? Uh uh Nancy. Nancy. They're kind of like they're like uh, they're looking at him giving him like evil eyes of like mm-hmm. this isn't the time of that place like bitch you got your kid back yeah you yeah. know I was like I'm with this guy fucking mm-hmm. tell me something you know yes. it's nice you don't give a shit now yeah if the it- roles are reversed they would be just as pissed and asking questions too absolutely but fuck yes to them where Joy uh, she tells Keller like hey man you were there yeah to like then there's like a little flashback of everything that happened it mm. was like a bunch of shit like they there was this like uh, it looks like soda, huh? Yeah. Like it's like a cocktail that the the kidnapper had made for them to like knock them out and shit yep. like that. They tried to escape and then Joy gets away, but Anna doesn't. Mm-hmm. So this is where fucking Keller realizes and he's like, "Holy shit!" Well, the- Joy Joy says she's she's like, "You were there," mm-hmm. and then it taped our mouths, mm-hmm. and then he puts two and two together and realizes yeah. that Holly was the kidnapper. Mm-hmm. He had been there yep he was at the fucking pad yep so he fucking takes off man loki goes after him 
Loki thinks that he's going to the building that he had been telling him mm. all, all after. Yep. And then that's where he finds Alex, dude. He's brutally beaten to shit, man. Mm. And this is where Keller goes to Holly's home and comes up with some fucking bullshit like, uh, excuse, oh, I'm here to like uh, fix some shit for you. Yeah. Uh, which wasn't very good because very easily <laughs> she pulls a gun on him and cuffs him. Well, she was already trying to trying to subdue him the last time he showed up right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because we find out that she keeps the well, it's not poison but it's like tranquilizer she keeps yeah. it in the fridge and she was trying to offer him tea mm -hmm, mm -hmm. when uh, the first time he went over right yeah and then he sees the newspaper and then he runs out but so she was already trying to get this guy right bro and because of this this cuts to the next scene dude where it for my liking dude it dragged a little too much for me hmm. so there was like this whole thing where Keller has to drink the cocktail or not even that. He gets the gun gets pulled on him. Mm -hmm. He has to drink the cocktail. He has to put his phone like into the garbage disposal. Yep. He has to do all this shit into the pit. Right. Mm -hmm. But here is a very important detail right here is that while she has him all gunned up and everything and he takes him to the pit where she's eventually going to take him. Yeah. She even says, like, I remember the first one we kidnapped and I think his name is Barry. I don't even remember. <laughs> fucking implying that they have kidnapped so many fucking children that he ended up, she ended up forgetting like the name of the first one, dude. That's How like fucking a, sickening is that? Dude? That's like a Danny, uh, Dannyism, as my friends would say. I remember the first time, but I don't really remember. Like what? <laughs> a, dude. But yeah, that whole scene just dragged because like, uh, then she even makes Keller like drive this car yeah. to reverse it, mm -hmm. and then there's like a like a pit with like board on top of it to where she says oh maybe Anna's in there mm. right and he removes the fucking piece of wood and she says you need to get in he's like you're gonna have to shoot me to fucking get in she fucking shoots him dude yep. and then fucking gets uh, the fucking car or the piece of wood and then the car to roll on it so this motherfucker is now imprisoned yep. doing this shit man uh, I just gotta say man like fuck cause I did mention that this name of the movie Prisoners right yeah. So now we can say that Loki is imprisoned by the case. Mm -hmm. Alex is imprisoned by Keller yep. being tortured. Uh, now fucking Keller is literally fucking imprisoned. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Yes. Yeah, so now let's fast forward things a little bit. Uh, Loki now has to go to Holly's home because they find Alex, right? Mm. So he has to inform Holly now that Alex has been found. Yep. Uh, he knocks on the door, but just helps himself in basically right because yeah. there's nowhere because she really he really needs to fucking tell her hey hey fucking alex has been found yeah to where this is where shit starts hitting the fan mm. is loki is into the home and sees a picture of holly's husband with the fucking maze necklace yep. the very same necklace that the corpse had mm -hmm. and this is like man jake gyllenhaal's acting here where he fucking closes his eyes and takes a deep breath it's because he fucking realizes that, holy shit, yeah. the corpse inside the priest's home was Holly's husband the whole fucking time. Yep. And together, they are the ones that kidnapped all those children, right? All in the name of God, mm. right? Oh, God. Oh, God is right, brother. <laughs> I was fucking floored, bro, when, when this shit happened. Because, like, this is such a multi-layered fucking movie, bro, mm -hmm. that I was, like, pulled in so many different fucking ways, right? To where now Holly... You can see that she has Anna. Yeah, she's, she's like trying to inject something, right? Yeah, some bullshit. I don't even know what it was, man. Poison? I, I don't fucking know, yeah. dude. 
Uh, Loki sees it. He makes her drop her fucking hands up or do drop whatever the fuck she's doing, right? Mm -hmm. uh, let's remember Holly does have a gun. Yeah. But she gives Anna the injection and you can hear Holly say, uh, you better fucking cremate me because I'm not going to be in no fucking box. Yeah, I know, right? It's like she fucking knew this was it for her yeah. in a way. So she fucking shoots Loki, fucking grazes him right in the fucking head, man. You can see the blood splatter on behind the wall behind him. Yep. And she gets fucking shot. She's done for. Fuck this fucking bitch. <laughs> right? This fucking cunt was the fucking kidnapper the entire time. Mm. Um, oh, dude, I there's so many things to unravel here. Yeah. Because there are things I forgot to mention also is that like Alex, right? Uh, since he was the one that was kidnapped, right? He was not kidnapped as Alex. He was buried. Yep. And so they fucking made him this strange person because of the way they had him growing up mm -hmm. and shit like that. Yeah. Uh, all in the name of God, bro. Are you fucking kidding me, dude? Yeah. Well, like, they, they. I'm sorry. Go for it, brother. They say that. Uh, what did she say that? killing kids is a war with god or something mm. it's because their kid died right mm -hmm. so they're they're continuing that by stealing people's kids and killing the kids so mm -hmm. that to I don't, they're just evil people pretty much yeah and then that's why she said that back in the day her and her husband used to go into the rv mm -hmm. and spread the word of god and that's where they would take the children yeah and among those were alex aka barry and bob yet bob was the one that was able to get away yeah. But he did not come out unscathed. Look how he turned out to be. Yep. Going into fucking people's homes and taking clothing from children. You know what's you know what's kind of fucked up, dude? Mm. The hero of this movie, the unsung hero, is the goddamn pedophile priest. Because <laughs> he's Fuck, the one dude. that trapped the husband who yeah. was the main reason for killing these kids and shit. And he let he killed him pretty much, right? Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. even Holly says, like, ever since my husband's been gone, I haven't been able to, you know, keep up yeah. kidnapping kids. So, oh, man, my how goodness, fucked up is bro. that? I didn't dude. even think of that, bro. <laughs> oh, my goodness, bro. God damn. That, that is some shit right there. Mm -hmm. But, yes, so Loki's been shot. Holly's fucking dead. Loki takes Anna. The fucking anxiety I was getting, dude, from the whole scene with uh, Loki driving with the whole traffic and shit as he's like fucking being covered in blood. Yeah. It's like he's just trying his hardest to get to the hospital to save Anna mm -hmm. and himself for that fucking matter. Mm, yeah. Which, by the way, bro, I don't know how the fuck they film these scenes, dude, where like there's traffic weaving and shit like that. Uh -huh. It's like, how do you choreograph fucking traffic like that almost being hit without actually fucking hitting? It probably takes a lot of takes. I'm assuming they probably have like extra cars. I guess they do crash. Mm-hmm. It's all stunt work, I'm assuming. It's fucking amazing, dude. Mm -hmm. uh, he ends up making it to the hospital. Uh, Anna recovers. Uh, the newspaper is shown after Loki. He fucking recovers as well. Mm -hmm. He's holding a newspaper where it says, Barry, you reunited with his family. Yeah. So, And it's a picture of Alex. So that confirms that Alex was Barry all along. Yeah. Uh, that was some shit right there. But the thing is, Keller is still missing. Mm -hmm. And there's this whole conversation with Useless Mother. And Loki, uh, where they say, like, oh, like, now, like, where's my husband? And then it's like, well, when they find him, is he going to jail? And he's like, probably. Mm. You know, for all the shit that he did, bro. Yeah. You know, like, poor Alex, he got beaten to shit because of him. He imprisoned him. Yeah. Uh, and Alex, turns out, wasn't even the one. 
He was Barry all along. Yeah, but he had a hand in it. Yeah, he had a hand in it, dude. And it's all because of the pedophile or of the fucking priest. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Holly and the husband, the piece of shit yeah. husband. Yeah. That the pedophile took down. I cannot believe I'm saying that. The <laughs> pedophile that took him down. Yeah. Fucking A, dude. <laughs> but yeah, so now we get to the ending of this movie, man. And what I like about this movie is how it ends on that... Um, on, on a fucking note that it's like, fuck, what's going to happen next? Yeah, very because, ambiguous. Yeah, it's ambiguous, man. Loki goes back to Holly's home. He's surveying the crime scene. Everybody takes off. And you can hear the whistle, man. Mm-hmm. That fucking whistle. The same whistle that maybe the reason why Anna and, and Joy left. Because yeah. they were looking for that red whistle. Yep. Which I forgot to mention, the whistle was down in the pit mm-hmm. with uh, Keller. Yeah. He has the whistle and he's blowing the fucking whistle. And then the end credits roll, bro. And you don't know what the fuck happens next, dude. I fucking love this movie. I was, it took me on such a fucking loop. Uh, I fucking have not, uh, almost fucking nothing but good things to say about this movie. I fucking loved it. I will say about the last scene there, Mm -hmm. this is the callback that I was mentioning about. Remember the refrigerator scene? Mm -hmm. It plays out the same way the end scene is that Loki he notices something suspicious like he hears the whistle and he like he's quick to dismiss it kind of but then he's like no and it kind of like leads you to believe that he finds keller mm-hmm. yeah because, because he he trusts his intuition yeah and also because he he wants to keep because let me back up again bro that, that one scene where useless mother's telling him oh, are you gonna find my <laughs> husband yeah he wants to keep that fucking like that perfect like yeah. record right mm-hmm. so now he needs to find like uh excuse me keller yeah right and then like it's right under his nose dude basically yeah right and he's gonna you're gonna trust uh loki dude he was an excellent fucking at his job Mm -hmm. so you gotta imagine you think when the film ends he's going to follow that noise yeah right but we don't know the film ends Mm -hmm. and it was fucking amazing i absolutely fucking love this excuse me holy shit this movie man all right, so let's get into uh, the segment for notable work for some of these actors and actresses, right, brother? Let's do it. All right, so let's get into uh, Denis Villeneuve, the director. Man, I absolutely fucking love Denis Villeneuve. He is my favorite director. Uh, we've done Incendies. We have done Arrival. Now we've done Prisoners. Uh, go out of your way and check. If you love those movies, man, please go out of your way and check out. I hope I'm not butchering the name, but that is Maelstrom or Maelstrom. Mm-hmm. That is a pretty fucked up movie because let me give you like a quick synopsis on this, right, brother? Mm-hmm. A woman uh, does a hit and run on an older man, right? Yeah. So she wants to go admit to the man's uh, son that she killed her dad, but she ends up falling in love with him. Mm. And just a bunch of shit happened. Eventually, she has to let out the secret, right? Yeah. Uh, that doesn't capture interest. I don't know what else will. <laughs> okay, Maelstrom or Maelstrom. That is a fucking great film. It's one of Denis Villeneuve's uh, early films. Uh, if you want to go out of your way, please check that movie out. Uh, we're going to get to Hugh Jackman now, brother. Is there, mm. is there anything from Hugh Jackman you want to bring up before I do, brother? Uh, he was, well, The Prestige, right? Mm-hmm. That's a great mm-hmm. one. I feel like there's that is a, a fantastic film. I always like movies that he's in, even the Wolverine movies. Mm-hmm. You know how like there are actors that were like born to play a role? Uh-huh. He was born to fucking be wolverine dude yeah and he wasn't a, the original choice from what i heard i really? remember yeah there was some other guy i think it was like a british actor that they couldn't get so they went with him as like the second choice wow. 
I mean, I could be pulling this out of my ass, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. Wow. But yeah, and I mean, he nailed it. Yeah. When you think was... of Wolverine, you think of Hugh Jackman. Absolutely, man. Mm-hmm. He was fucking great in that, man. Yeah. Uh, if I got a, an underrated film from Hugh Jackman that people should check out, it is The Fountain. It is oh, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is mm-hmm. a Darren Aronofsky film. So uh, I love Requiem for a Dream. It's one of the few films that I give it a perfect 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And so you know you're going to get a great performance. Darren Aronofsky will get a will pull a great performance out of their their lead. And Hugh Jackman is the lead of that movie, The Fountain. Please go out of your way and check that movie out. Next, we're going to get to Jake Gyllenhaal. He is fucking great in everything I've ever seen him in. There are some movies I don't want to say because there's a chance we might review mm. in the next season. Okay. But I'm going to pull this one. That is End of Watch. Oh, okay. Have you seen that one, bro? I saw like the first 30 minutes, but I never finished it. Go out of your way and check out the rest, bro. Him and Michael Pena were fucking great together, mm. man. Uh, such a good film. Uh, if you have anything else to say about Jake Gyllenhaal, go for it, bro. Uh, Donnie Darko was always a classic, right? Yeah, you, I think most things I see him in, he's Love Donnie great. Darko, man. Yeah, it's a, that's a classic, man. That's I think that's one of his earlier roles, right? Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, I don't really have anything bad to say. Yeah, when, when Leonardo DiCaprio finally won his Oscar, mm-hmm. like we were all kind of waiting, like, man, when is Leo going to get his? Mm-hmm. Now that he had it, like he has it, like he got it like eight years ago and shit. Yeah. I'm waiting for the next person. Please, some fucking way. I'm waiting for Jake Gyllenhaal to get his Oscar one day, man. Mm-hmm. I fucking love Jake Gyllenhaal. He's he's fucking amazing, man. Yeah. All right. We're going to get to next is Paul Dano. All right. Uh, if you have anything from him, brother, go ahead. Uh, I know I liked him in some things, but nothing's jumping out at me right now. Okay. So let me give you one. Oh, uh, there will be blood. There we go. That's the one I got, <laughs> yeah. brother, because it has my favorite actor of all time. Uh-huh. Daniel Day-Lewis. Yep. And for Paul Dano to fucking go like scene to scene with D- Daniel Day-Lewis, man, can't mm-hmm. be fucking easy, dude. <laughs> but he did it. There Will Be Blood is one of the fucking greatest movies I've ever seen. Yep. Daniel Day-Lewis is fucking amazing. I don't think there will ever be an actor that, at least in my lifetime, that will be better than him. Yes. At least in my eyes. He is that fucking great, man. And we're going to do a movie on the fifth season from oh. me for sure. And, is uh, that locked key locked and key? And oh, brother? it has to be. And nice. I'll leave it up to you guys to figure out which one that is. Hell yeah, <laughs> brother! Sounds fucking great to me. Get rid and swig for the good man. Cheers. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything from Viola Davis, brother? You yeah, you know, I was trying to think. I've seen her in in a few things, but one that jumps out to me is a, a lesser known movie called Solaris, mm. and it is a a remake, an American remake of a I think it was a seventy two or seventy four Russian film. Mm. It's a sci fi movie. And it stars, uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy from ER? Um, George Clooney, I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> George Clooney and uh, even oh, okay. Jeremy Davies in there. Okay. Yeah, it's it's not a great movie, but something about that movie, I always liked it. And nice. I, re- I recently recommended it to somebody and they enjoyed it. So I'd recommend checking it out. It's very strange. Yeah, one movie I got from Viola Davis that I'm pretty sure people have heard about. Uh, she got nominated for an Oscar on this, and that is Fences with Denzel Washington. Mm-hmm. It's a great fucking film. The trailers that I've seen from her, she was fucking crying in them. Like I mentioned, tear for tear, <laughs> she is the best at crying. She does cry in Solaris as well. Oh, does she? Mm-hmm. Does it look effortless like always? Or Yeah. <laughs> awesome, man. But yes, those are some work, notable work from the actors and actresses from Prisoners. Please go out of your way and check those ones out. And so, brother, what do you say? I think it's time for give it that overall ranking. What do you say? Let's do it, man. Go for it, brother. I let, go first, okay? Because I, I have quite a bit to say about this okay. film, okay? This movie, when I first saw it, we watched it here at my home, and 
I got pretty drunk because it was a long movie. <laughs> yeah. I would say it's probably like seven beers long for my, <laughs> for my drinking drinking pace. But um, I was Funny. a bit confused the first time I saw it, but I didn't dislike it. So this time when I rewatched it for this episode, I was sober because it was uh, early in the morning, first of all. <laughs> but also I paid closer attention. I did like it. It's still a very long movie, but the pacing the pacing isn't bad. And the acting is great from all the characters. I know you have some beef with mm-hmm. one of them. Yep. I didn't really mind him. I thought he, he did great for what he was tasked with. But overall, I'm going to give this one an eight. Nice. Elite range, brother. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, it's there. So uh, happy to hear that. Yeah, I like it. All right, man. Let me start off with the cons of this movie first, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, you already kind of brought that up first, is that <laughs> for me, dude, Terrence Howard just did not fucking deliver for me, man. I truly felt like he was miscast. He simply did not, f- was on par with the acting that everyone else did. Um, Maria Bello's character was so fucking useless in this, man, <laughs> that I truly felt that the story would have been a little better if Keller Dover was a single father. Mm. That way you would have sympathized with him a little more. But that wouldn't really make sense because when Anna gets found, who are they, who is she going to go to? Just Ralph, the, the son? No, mm. so it doesn't make sense. Got to go to the mom, right? Yeah. But to me, yeah, that's like a little few. The only couple cons I have with this, uh, the pacing with the that I said dragged on a little bit too much with the whole sticking up, uh, gunning fucking Keller and Mm -hmm. putting him to the pit dragged a little too much for my liking. But those are the only cons that I have. The pros on this man overall, this movie was fucking amazing, man. The cinema cinematography was fucking excellent. It was beautiful, stunning. All the fucking sh- all the positive things you can say about it is is fucking amazing uh the acting especially jake gyllenhaal man he was fucking awesome man he fucking killed it he's great as always man paul dano did his fucking job he just plays some pretty weird characters in in his resume uh although it was a lengthy film i was never fucking bored i was um the suspense of it was just fucking killing me like I had questions, and every time I did have questions, the pieces of the puzzle would slowly start fitting together, man. Yeah. I was so invested with, like, Loki trying to find Anna, man. Like, uh, there are so many characters in this that I just, I was truly rooting for, man. I absolutely fucking love this movie. Danny Villeneuve is is the fucking man. He is my favorite uh, director. Give me nine and a half stars out of ten. I absolutely nice. fucking love this movie, brother. Nice. Elite range. It's almost a fucking ten for me, brother. Hmm. Fucking love this movie, man. Great, dude. Fucking bottoms up to Danny Villeneuve and to anybody that takes the time to check out this fucking film. Cheers. Bottoms up. Mm-hmm. And we're going to end it right there, man. So thank you, everybody, for taking the time out of their busy to check out this podcast. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you. Eat all that fucking food up. Do not step on a scale for another two weeks. All right? <laughs> Eat that apple pie and stuffing for me, man. Much love to all of you. Please join us next week when we review a fucking awesome film. We're going to lighten up the mood a little bit for the next couple ones, all right? Because mm. there's been some pretty pretty depressing films that we've reviewed quite the a bit. The next one's going to be great. <laughs> it's going to be fucking great. So please be on the lookout for that. And once again, happy Thanksgiving. Eat that fucking apple pie. Much love to all of you. Peace. Mwah. See you later.
Thank you for sticking with us to the very end. Please join us next week as we review a comedy film from the early 90s. And that movie is... Man at Work. A film directed by Emilio Estevez. Please do not kidnap the pizza man. Instead, check out the movie and then join us for the discussion portion of the show. Love to all, and bottoms up. Bottoms up.